You're listening to Before Anyone Else. Meet the hosts. Welcome back to another episode of Before Anyone Else. I'm Keith. I'm Joyce. And I'm Amanda. Follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at Bay Podcast, where you'll find new episode alerts, memes, polls, and you can even slide into our DMs with your audience questions. We're also collecting listener feedback on our website, baypodcast.com. So on today's episode of Before Anyone Else, we have a few special guests. It's us. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Hello, friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. us. <laughs> it's an honor to be on the show. <laughs> yeah, so if you guys haven't gathered yet, we're going to be kind of sharing our personal journeys up until this point. Um, we're now on season two of the show, and we still feel like you guys haven't really gotten to know us. I know we kind of share stories here and there, but um, I think this is a really good opportunity for us to go a bit deeper on each of our individual stories and share a bit more so that you have more context going forward. I feel like this kind of goes back to the beginning with where we wanted to, you know, the reasons we wanted to start this podcast to begin with, which was to share these stories, but also because we felt like we had such a unique perspective uh, right from the beginning. And I feel like I know all your stories, you know mine, but like, I mean, when I think back, like, again, because I've been there, like to see some things and like, if we were even looking at Keith and Keith, like you've had like such an interesting story up until this point, because I think we always thought you were going to be like a bachelor for like your whole life, like fun uncle, right? And then at this point, you're like in like a completely different place. Like, do you want to kind of share where you're at now from where you were? Sure. I guess we could start with my relationship background. So I'm not even going to talk to, about my uh, my high school um, relationship because it, it was kind of just like maybe two weeks on on one girl and then two weeks with another girl and then two weeks with the same girl again. That that was just my high school relationship, and then later on, you know, going off into university and then uh, not really having any relationships. But then getting into these party days when I started working, living downtown um, in a metropolis city and just kind of living life um, to the fullest. That's where that idea of a bachelor lifestyle came from. Um, I'll be I'll be completely transparent. The reason why that came out of it is because I did get my heart broken somewhere in there. Um, and that really jaded me up and like really screwed me over. And it screwed it up for a lot of uh, people who had to deal with me. Um, but yeah, I just kind of fast forward and now we're in like, like I, I'm in a really great relationship and, uh, this person has taught me what a, a good relationship should be or like what love really is. So the cool. shine in your eye when you were talking about your bachelor days, I know. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. <laughs> I'm waiting for Corona to stop. So we can <laughs> get back into that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Probably yeah, like we used quarter, to. My, uh, my uh, midlife crisis. Uh, started that back up, right? yeah. It's cool. You got out of your system. But I feel like, again, like you're even talking about the bachelor days, like me and Joy. So we used to go to Keith's New Year's Eve parties every single year. Um, (laughs) Because we were cheap. We were groupies. We wanted an easy night out. 
<laughs> didn't want to wait in line for yeah, clubs. I took you to some clubs too, as well with bottle yeah. service. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You took she us to some us. clubs that we shouldn't have been in yeah. in our young age. Yeah, we were just yeah. Fun over uncle. twenty. <laughs> but like, it's great to see kind of your own like you know your journey to get up until this point, and like you always, I feel like, had like a good. You knew what you wanted. Like I felt like right from the beginning, even though it kind of took meeting your current partner, I think to like fully solidify that. Like, I feel like us realizing we were seeing you there and we were like, oh, he's never going to want to settle down. But like, once you found it, you found it. Joyce, I know me and you, like we were kind of doing our own thing, but I guess two I'll P- let you Two peas in a messy pod. <laughs> That's what we were. <laughs> so messy. No, too messy. <laughs> um, but what were you up to? <laughs> so I guess like my dating history has been like pretty short. Like, um, I feel like I've said this like a number of times, but um, when I really got into it, like started to like properly date, um, I call it Thought Airlines. Um, I was boarding uh, said Thought Airlines. I had my ticket in hand. Um, The plane was even taking off. And then I found my current partner, um, crashed the plane. Uh, there was no survivors. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking like security, security running from the gate. No. Being no. like, hey, ma'am, you cannot board that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah. GSA. <laughs> it, it was a grounded flight. Um, <laughs> yeah, and yeah I, that's Brian, the guy yeah. with the sticks. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my my uh, my journey on Thought Airlines was cut very short um, by me meeting my partner who I've been with for about five years. Um, but like even like earlier, like in high school days, like, I don't know, I was just being like typical, you know, like for one, I was more focused on like school and academics. Um, I'm just trying to get into, into everyone else's business because I had no business dating. Um, and then it wasn't until like later on, um, kind of end of high school that I thought to like rebel a little bit and uh, thought that me little me could bring um a a boy home to my African parents that was hilarious (laughs) um but so like I grew up in a very like strict household so things were a little bit different for me um but it wasn't until like so similar to Keith like when I got into like post-secondary I've dated like different folks from different places um which has been really cool now I've been in like a committed relationship for about five years and he put a ring on it. So we're engaged and uh, coronavirus is trying to stop our shine, but I will get married at some point in my life. I know that. Yeah, they don't want to see you win. <laughs> they really don't. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of me in a nutshell. We've been together for about five years now and things have been going well. Oh, and like we're living together. Um, uh, which has been interesting. We've been living together for the last two years, have done long distance. <laughs> um, he's also older than me um, by quite a few years, which is hasn't been as much of an adjustment as I think some people expect it to be. What about you, Amanda? I would say that I've learned a lot like in the last decade. Like now in my late 20s, I feel like the learning started like right from being like 17, 18, like having like that classic, like high school relationship or like, you know, that like high school boyfriend that you have for like four years and then getting out of that. at such like a pivotal time in your life where you're like now leaving university and like going on to 
that next chapter. I've had like different boyfriends for like different chapters <laughs> of my life <laughs> for different seasons <laughs> of my life. But I feel like through all of those experiences, like every time I've gone into those relationships with like a different mindset and come out with like a hundred lessons that I've then like put into the next relationship. And some of those have been like from like, just like learning about the love languages, which is so applicable to my relationship now. But like 10 years ago, I, you know, that would have been something that probably would have helped a lot, but you know, like just keep pumping in all these lessons and eventually it kind of, things start to like make sense. And I just feel like in your twenties, it's such, it's like this period of time where you're still learning about yourself. And I felt that throughout all my relationships, it's like every time I'd be like, shit, like I'm actually this way. Whereas like, I thought I was this way or like, I thought I wanted this, but no, I actually wanted this. And like that happens so many times where like you think you want certain things and then, you know, you experience something that tells you otherwise. But I guess through all those experiences and even through the dating apps, because definitely been on those too for a while. Um, I don't know. I don't, I guess my, my thing is like, there's no formula to this. And at this point, the relationship I'm in, I feel like a lot better understood. And like now I'm in a relationship where we're, it was still relatively new, I think, like a year and a half, like definitely not, you know, definitely been in longer relationships in this, but I feel the most like myself in this relationship. And um, similar to Joyce and Keith, it's a, you know, a uh, interracial relationship, which I mean, I'll be the first one to say I've only ever been in interracial relationships. I've never really dated <laughs> within my own race. While you folks were in relationships, or actually when Amanda was in relationships, or even before that, before even I met you folks, um, I feel like, first of all, when Tinder first came out, that's when I first got onto that whole thing. Yeah, you and that was my quick. <laughs> yeah, that was my first foray into like real dating. Um, I didn't, I don't feel like I dated anyone before that. It was just through people that I know and all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't really like, oh, um, I've been dating this girl for like a couple of weeks. When I got through to Tinder, it would just be like a couple of dates here and there. And then move on to the next one, <laughs> yeah. right? So it wasn't, I feel like it wasn't dating for a relationship. So that's sort of my background um, for for that side of it, right? And compared to yours, you were looking for a bit, bit of a different thing. But th that story that I wanted to say was like, while you were in that gap um, and you were sort of like a bit down on everything, I was just like, hey, just get out there. And I think you and... Like it was you and our mutual friend, Danielle, we were all there and I'm just like, yo, just forget about everything and just go and just, just be free. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> and I feel like that's what kind of changed you because you just kind of like, um, I like took off on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you were like more open to like ideas of like, um, just meeting people in general versus, oh, I got a date for like a final um, I gotta get married, right? Yeah, I think that totally goes back to like, even if we're thinking about upbringing, so that was totally my upbringing, right? Like, I always had like that traditional mindset that, like, literally, I thought I like meet the person in high school and that just goes on yeah. to like engagement and then you get married. <laughs> and, like, literally, I thought that was just the way it went. You know what I mean? Like, I had no point of reference for something different in my mind. So I was like, how, like when dating apps came on, I was like, this is so, I mean, come on, my parents, what they went on like two dates and got married. Right. So like, <laughs> that's my point of reference for dating. Like I didn't know a lot of people who actually date and like swiped. And so going on like those kinds of dates was such a foreign concept. But yeah, with Keith, when you told me that and like actually experiencing it, 
experiencing it, like the first couple of times, it was like a high. But I also think if you've been on dating apps, there's also a lot of people experience the low, which is like you're burnt out off of dating apps. And so I think I was definitely like riding that wave for a while, but like, then you get burnt out and you're like, I'm going to delete this. I feel like that's so relatable in this, especially now with like all these, like, there's like what, like over hundreds of apps. Like we're talking about back when you were on and there was like, what just Tinder, right? Like people were just talking about Tinder. Now it's like all these, and we talked about another episode, the niche dating apps. And so I think just for me with my upbringing, having more of a traditional mindset around that stuff and my parents what my parents modeled for me I just didn't even think that was an option but I do think I was better off for it because I it, like like you said I learned so much about myself even if I wasn't meant to like find somebody necessarily on there right going back to your parents relationships is that how like your how you viewed relationships and like um like you know whatever you see in your parents is usually how we all view um relationships in general until we see our friends, etc. But I feel like a lot of yours was modeled after your parents or what was expected of them, right? Yeah, I think I would say so. Like, I definitely think it's the fr- you, especially when you're younger, that's all you're seeing, right? So like, you just think it has to be a certain way. And I mean, I still dated outside my race, even though my parents were always like, oh, we have like a nice going boy for you. Like, that was always <laughs> the line. <laughs> Right. And I was like, I, I still had a mind of my own to like pave my own way in that sense, like date outside of my you know, my culture. So I didn't, I didn't think about it like, oh, I have to date within this one subculture. Um, but I definitely thought like, okay, there's a certain way that you do things. And there's a certain way that you're like, you know, your family's supposed to be involved in this way. And like, you're supposed to treat, people are supposed to treat you in this way. And you're supposed to treat people in this way. And I think it was my first relationship that taught me that like, that wasn't, <laughs> like that was not, <laughs> that wasn't how it was going to go, you know? And I think that speaks to just like other people's upbringings and how that affects their like the way they approach relationships, right? It's like, that is such a rude awakening for you is like that like potential culture clash or just like the way, you know, the upbringing, the differences in upbringings. Mine, not so much. Like, I don't know, I my parents, I view my parents' relationship as like, yes, something to like look up to, um, but not in like maybe like the traditional sense. It was just like I just knew that like they were badasses. Like I just wanted a relationship where I, or I, or I, looking at them, I knew that relationships weren't that easy, and that like you have to like sacrifice and like put in work. But more than just like their relationship, it was more so like mom and dad. Like, what do you need to? be in order to be a, a good mother and what do you need to look for for in a man to be a good father so like that definitely played a huge role in like my own dating um and I was like I was very sure of myself for a, like for most of like my dating history um and like what I wanted and who I wanted or and and I'm talking about like more like values and stuff um but like there were certain times where I knew that like, oh, this isn't going to last. Like this guy's not shit, but I'm having fun. So, (laughs) um, but I was like very aware of when I was doing things like that. Um, but then what shocked me was, um, in my, like in my relationship now, when it started to get more serious, it was like, oh, this is it. Like, this is actually it for real. This is like, okay, all this like shit talking that I've been been doing for a while. Now it was going to be put to the test. Like, 
and and I'm still going through it and I'm still learning. Um, but I didn't look at my parents and necessarily in like, oh, that's couple goals. It was more so like that's like mother and father goals. And I think it may be different for guys. So I'm going to speak a bit differently here. Um, I feel a lot of women, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I look up to my parents and that's what I want to have. Or that's, you know, I want to have that kind of person as the, um, you know, the father to my children or something like that. Right. But for me, I, I know it's completely changed now. But back in the day for me, um, it was a lot of like, oh, you know, women, they'll they'll kind of like hinder your success if you kind of get into a relationship or, you know, it was like, yo, I don't need one. Of, uh, I need a girl or anything like that. Um, it was it was very hyper masculine and it was all about just having sex with a bunch of women and that was it. Right. So and this I didn't get this from my parents or anything. This was more from society. Right. And I don't know where that kind of came from, but obviously it's totally different now. But that was my view of the relationship at that time, right? It was sort of jaded. And I think a lot of that was multiplied when I had my heart broken. Mm, so yeah, yeah. It was sort of like, yeah, it was sort of like, you know, fuck this. And then also the type of women I dated for a bit, it wasn't them. But like, because I dated so many different types of women <clears throat> and... I would get into sort of situations where they like um, I remember I did certain things with uh, a girl who had a, uh, a boyfriend in the military. And I found out afterwards um, after doing that. And I'm like, yo, women aren't shit because they're like cheating on like it was such a j- it was such a jaded view of it. But I had to like, once again, when it got to who I'm with right now, obviously that changed a lot. But I feel like when it comes to guys, it's society that changes or it used to be that men used to look to society to build that kind of um, outlook of what a relationship was supposed to be. Right. You weren't supposed to show your um, like your your feelings or anything, you're not supposed to share that with someone. So having a women and even like the old jokes, like uh, like you know nowadays they're like okay boomer jokes, but they'll be like oh my 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 old ball and chain ha 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 or like you know um, having a wife is just like jeez oh, it's like the worst thing ever. But nowadays it's not right because we understand um, what we're looking to. So that was my view of relationship back in the day that. Yeah, women were a hindrance versus something I can use. Like I should be focusing on success versus like being in a relationship in time that will come. But yeah, that's how I kind of viewed it. I feel like that's pretty interesting now because I also feel like for me, I also think that view has kind of changed where like older female relatives in my family will be like, oh, you should like travel. You should do all these things. Almost like telling me what I should like, (laughs) what they feel like they had done in their 20s they're kind of like oh you should like focus on this and then like focus on that later it's such like a catch-22 though right because it's like sometimes it's the opposite it's like oh what's like going on in that part of your life and then it's like oh you should try to focus on this it's like trying to have the balance but I would say I think it's even changing for like women like I think that like it's slowly becoming a little bit more um okay for you to you know push that off a little bit more push that back but I think when we were growing up like I would honestly say that like I very much still had like those traditional views like right from the beginning I think it all depends on like your upbringing and how you like digest information or take like things in because I have guy friends who um 
waited to like get into serious relationships because personally, and this is like more of like, you know, a bit of like a hyper mask thing where like they felt like I need to get my ish in order before I can like jump into a relationship. I want to have like, I have a friend who's like, I'm trying to buy a house so that my wife can move in with me. (laughs) He's like, he's like going all the way. He's like building the life and then hopes that like, you know, the puzzle piece will come um, to each their own. And I grew up where my parents were very much like focus on your studies, focus on um, getting a great job, like do all of that. And then the relationship will just like happen. But then they say that, but then, you know, after year one of university, it was like, so where's your husband? (laughs) So, um, but yeah, Yeah. I see things are changing and people know that like, we're not rushing to have kids. Like people can freeze their eggs. Like I, we literally do not have to wait or do not have to rush for that kind of stuff. Um, So hope, I think that might've played a part. For sure. And like, even to your point, Keith, about like feeling like guys can't be as like in touch with their emotions. I feel like that's open. I think that's, that door is opening slightly. Oh yeah. It's so changing. Now, right. Like it's, it's changing. changing a lot. It's and like, changing rapidly I even know with well. like my partner, like I always, I always tell you guys, like my partner's really emotional. He's definitely more like, he definitely is always like valid. Like to him, his ultimate dream is like having a family, you know what I mean? So like for him, it was never you know, I guess it really does depend on your upbringing, right? Like even in a masculine sense, like I think there are definitely like the hyper-masculine, but like to your point, point Joyce, about guys who want to like have a house, like build that like storyline, you know, build that kind of family and that more traditional, like I think it, it could go both ways, but I, I definitely think like things are starting to become more um, open in that sense, whereas like both genders, like people of any genders, like, you know, it's more of an open playing field for people to, to kind well, of... Um, yeah, anyone can do anything nowadays. That, that's what, it, and you can feel however you want, or you can do whatever you want. And as you're talking about um, your partner, Amanda, so like I feel like we don't know kind of where everyone, like, how did this all happen? Because we talked about like dating um, using apps, talked about like um, a few like meet cute kind of things, but like how we're all in relationships right now. How did you get there? I feel like whenever you meet somebody and you want to know about the relationship, the first question you ask is usually the like, how did you meet story? And I feel like every time, you know, you hear that story, you're like, it's either like, (laughs) I feel like these days it's either like super cringe or it's so, it could be like something out of a movie. Um, I don't know, mine with my (laughs) partner currently. (laughs) I don't know if it was out of a movie, but it was when I was swiping on Bumble. Oh, just what, just what romance novels are made of. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was like swiping. I was like on the go train. I was coming home from work and I was just like swiping. And I hit that line that Keith told me not to, don't date anybody in like the suburbs. <laughs> and I, <laughs> yeah, that was another thing. Yeah. Now everyone's going to get angry. <laughs> I still I believe. Like <laughs> and I ended up matching with this guy and I was like, Oh, like he's cute. You know, like you guys know on apps, like you're swiping through so many people. Like it's really hard for people to like completely stand out on there. You're kind of like, Oh, okay. He's cute. He's, I was like, he's local. <laughs> Cause up until that point I had been like, you know, going to work, 
meeting up with people at bars, like in the area, a glamorous lifestyle. And then I was like, oh, you know, maybe I should like meet somebody around here. So anyways, we match. And to be honest, like the messaging part of that still kills me because like I was so much eager, like more eager than my partner. <laughs> uh, that's, that's your personality though. Yeah. Like, no, your, but yeah. I, I like played it cool on those. But here's the thing, Bumble, right? Girls talk first, but he fell off of the conversation. I was like not ready for him to like fall off. Right. So I was the one who was like days later. Cause he was like, Oh, like, well, do you want to do something? And then he like dropped off. And I was like, days later, I'm like, yo, where'd this guy go? So I messaged him and was like, Oh, Hey, like, I guess you're super bit. I don't know. I was being so passive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, long story short, we met up, had a drink after work. And for me, it was like immediately, like really attracted to him. And like, I used to tell my friends like, Oh, I felt like it was like goosebumps. Cause like, that's how I felt. I just felt like wow. it was, yeah. Like, I, and I never say that after a first date. Cause like, I'm as skeptical as everybody else. Like I need to learn a lot, but like, I, uh, yeah, I felt that like goosebumps when I was like, Oh, like he just was so different from a lot of the guys I met on apps. Um, not that any of them were bad guys at all. Like they're all really nice guys, but he was just had like a different kind of like energy, I guess. And so, um, yeah, we went on that date, but it like hundred percent wasn't smooth sailing after that but i just think the date was like maybe like you know we had like two drinks over a couple hours but i was like yo like this is it like done deal <laughs> like went from like zero to a hundred um and was pretty much like not i think i was like seeing um like one other guy at that point and i was kind of like like yo i don't think we can see each other Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like early to be like, I yeah, like like you know, I think I like somebody. I think like this isn't gonna work out. Kind of just like I did like the worst thing that most people tell you not to do, which is like stop swiping and like stop, like you know, you put all your eggs in one basket. That was yeah. me. I like totally did that. Um, so yeah, I just think no, I didn't follow any kind of like tried and tested rules but here we are after a long long journey <laughs> but keep in mind guys this these feelings were very one-sided he was like very much feeling things out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like we'll see <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's see how it goes <laughs> um joyce do you want to tell us your story um so brian and i met at work um we both just had this like interesting summer job. Um, he had been in the country for like two months <laughs> and, um, yeah, like it's just as simple as that. We just started texting, um, cause we had to text, we had to stay in touch with the, the nature of our job and the text just like got like, they were really friendly and then they got a bit flirtatious. And then I, I, um, tried to shoot my shot and it worked and that's how I just knew that like okay like he's down like whatever this is is like not in my head it's actually happening um and yeah we just took it from there we kept it on the DL um we didn't really date really while we were at work because it was like a summer contract it was until like after it was finished that we um actually went on a real date um and even the people who like were working with us didn't know that we were like in communication and like chatting outside of work. Um, plus the work was just too much. So we didn't really have time for dates. We were working like 12, 15 hour days. It was a bit ridiculous. Yeah, I guess like some context. So it was again, fought airlines. I was on my way, um, still enjoying myself. And, um, I see this guy at work and I'm expecting it to just be like a, 
like a fling or like see what happens. Like it's nice to like get your flirt on at work. Even, you know, everyone has like their work boyfriends. Right. So I was like, yes, I've started a new job. He will be my work boyfriend or my work husband. Um, and so, yeah, we were flirting and stuff. And then, yes, I sent in, like, I, I, I sent him sort of like a, put out some bait and he took it. And then we knew that like, we were actually flirting and it wasn't just like something silly. Um, and then when we went on our first real date, um, he was just really full on and it was like nice now that I think about it. But at first it was like, Oh my God, this man is like, like spilling his guts out to me, telling me how much, um, he cares for me and how he can like really see a future with me. And I was like, I don't even know this man's last name. What is he on about? (laughs) Um, and at that point I was just telling him like, I didn't really feel like a big spark. Like I wasn't really there for relationship. I was just like, Hey, like it's summertime, you know, um, I'm not really trying to be held down in any way. Um, and I was honest with him and I just said, you know, I didn't really feel that spark. Um, I wasn't ready for something like that. And I also thought he was infatuated. And I told him that I was like, yeah, you're cute, but you're delusional. Um, and I took a step back from it. Um, and we kind of paused for, I don't know if it was like two weeks or four weeks, something like that. And in that time, I just like reevaluated like everything that had happened up until that point and realized that like in front of me was a guy who was super honest, um, was emotionally intelligent, knew what he wanted in a woman um, and like was sure that it was me and me being 20 something year old me trying to be on thought airlines, like was just acting a fool. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it was one of those things where like, yes, I knew that, like, I want to have fun and all of that, but if you have someone that's good and there's a chance that you could be something long-term, I'd hate to like dash that away because I want to get down in my twenties. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I came back, I came back crawling back. Um, and he, he took me back and yeah, like (laughs) we're, we're here today, five years in. Yeah. He also likes to say that he also likes to say that like I was his boss. I wasn't his boss. I think he likes that kind of like (laughs) 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 he likes this dynamic. It's very creepy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of uh, the guys want to see for sure. (laughs) I I wasn't his boss, so it's it's all a figure of his imagination. (laughs) (laughs) That's sort of yeah, that's sort of similar to my story. So this is going to be a very long story, but I promise it's going to be worth it. Um, I know these these girls have heard this story so many times, but I get excited every time because it's uh, it's I don't know if it's a meet you, but it is like a very traditional way of meeting that I don't I didn't think I would meet in this way. So we have a um, music venue here called the Roy Thompson Hall. Uh, we're talking classical music, opera, etc. So it's very uh, that type of music. But they were putting on an event, and it was a Halloween um, event where it was just dressing up and just going to this and just kind of having fun. And usually, I this was the first Halloween in a, in my adult life that I actually dressed up. Usually, I don't do anything, so I threw on a party. And this was my whole phase where I'm just kind of having fun, 
being bachelor me, I didn't even think anything was going to go down, right? Um, actually, I would think other things would go down versus what would have went down, right? Um, <laughs> Expectation versus anyways, reality. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Um, but I'm happy it happened that way. So anyways, fast forward, we get to the venue. It was kind of, it was nice. It was a nice venue. Um, they set it up very good. I, I see this girl with her friend. Um, and they're dressed up as Woody and Buzz Lightyear from um, Toy Story, right? And I was a bit drunk, so I just uh, went up to them. And this I usually never do, right? And I just, sh- me and my drunk self, I'm just like, oh, Toy Story, and just started shouting at them. And they were like, what the fuck? What's going on, right? There's, there's this drunk guy coming at me. Security. Yeah, take him away, right? <laughs> Anyways, I take a picture with them, but I think I was trying to, like, I kind of, uh, I found this girl, you know, cute, but I didn't say anything because I got scared. Anyways, fast forward again, I see them downstairs, right? Um, This was, like, later on in the party because this is, like, a multi-floor. It's a huge venue, Um, but I see them again, and my friend's like, yo, let's go talk to them, right? So, he talks to her friend, I talk to her, Um and he's talking and then asks for his number, uh, her number. And I go, yo, I might as well get your number too as well. So that was my pickup line. It's the worst pickup line now I, Now that I hear it. But she's like, okay, yeah, sure. Here's my number. Uh, fast forward again a few more minutes. And we see them outside. And um, we're like walking outside. And then we go to like this little shawarma place around my place. Um, and we just start talking and then I find out, I think what I remember that night, once again, I was very drunk. I find out that she plays violin and that caught my attention, right? Um, it's a bit different. Um, and that really, that, that sort of was like, okay, this is a bit more than just, um, <laughs> what it was. <laughs> wow. The inner <laughs> workings of a boy's do. mind. Holy. <laughs> I know. Right? I know. Jesus. From point A to point but anyways, <laughs> This is insightful. Yeah. Ladies, take notes. <laughs> Get an instrument. <laughs> so yeah. So that's yeah. The, that's. <laughs> so anyways, um, she's got to teach the next morning because she's also uh, teaching kids, uh, you know, violin and uh, piano too as well. Anyways, that that's scene one. Scene two is once again I'm still chicken and I get my boy and me to do a double date. First of all, that's we're going to talk about tips in a second, but that's a tip that you should not do. Never do a first date as a double date, um, because what we did is we were playing at a board game like cafe. We were playing games and every time like they were together, they were really touchy feely and just like getting weird about certain things. And like, you know, it looked like they had so much chemistry. But what I missed completely is like whenever like I would play certain cards and cards against humanity, she would get the joke, right? Like the other two would just be like touching each other up and just like, you know, being flirty and like not really getting it. But she would get every single joke I put down and I would get her card and like we would have this internal chemistry that we didn't know about. And I thought at the end, we both thought at the end that, oh, fuck, there's no chemistry. And I didn't call her after that. Um, and that was my fault. And I do regret it. But once again, fast forward a couple of months, we have our annual Christmas, uh, sorry, our annual New Year's Eve party, right? That everyone talks about. And I actually send her a text randomly. I sent it to a bunch of girls. I'll admit it right now. But saying, hey, come to it. Um, and once again, she comes and I think that kind of boosted the chemistry a bit. And 
I said, okay, let's go on a date just one-on-one. And we went to see a movie. And then that night, um, I'll admit, I had like three dates lined up, right? That whole week, I canceled the other two um, right after that night because I'm like, yo, this is going to be like a forever thing. So romantic. So, oh. yeah. So, that was <laughs> – so, that that, that day after that <laughs> – <laughs> After that date, um, I don't tell a lot of people, but it was like, I didn't want to seem too, um, what's the word, like too eager. like, And I, don't, I didn't want to be like, you know, scare her off. But in my head, I'm like, yo, for sure, this is this is the one. And yeah, from there, it was just like, yeah, the rest is history, basically. And that's my story. Aw, that's my story. Yeah, it always kills me, the three three dates. Keith circulating the room on New Year's, trying to give everybody a little bit of attention. (laughs) You guys saw pieces (laughs) of that, too, as well. Until two of them fell fell through the floor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They they weren't too happy that I canceled the dates, but whatever. They they probably found better. I think they survived. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we know that. All right. So I think that wraps up this episode. This is part one of getting to know before anyone else hosts. Um, In the next episode, you're going to be hearing about like some tips and tricks, like what we've learned along the way. Um, We talked about our messy situations and like where we're all in like nice relationships now, but it's been a long road and it's still (laughs) a long um, journey. So you'll be hearing kind of those ups and downs and how we've gotten through them in the next episode. So stay tuned.